your why, your vision, what you have to do in this world is so much fucking bigger than where you are right now in your life. Take the lessons, build your foundation on that for the next decade. Happy New Year's Eve. How crazy is it that today is the last day of 2019 and we will be moving in to a new decade, 2020. It's going to be great. Um, this is episode number 90 and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. I am super excited, as probably everybody is, for the new year to begin, especially because I feel like this last like week, like the time between even just the time before Christmas. Honestly, the last two weeks, everyone is so caught up in holiday stuff and gift buying and gift giving and there's so many family dinners and it's all great and I love all that kind of stuff um, and spending time with the ones you love and getting off your phone and not really having to do much work, but it still feels very, like you don't really know what you should be doing. Like, should you be working? Is anyone working? What am I supposed to do with my time? Should I just be like cleaning my house? How long do you leave the Christmas tree up for? You know, it'll just be, I'm a routines kind of person. And so I am excited for January to start and everyone just get back on what we're all doing and moving forward with things. But looking back, I probably am not looking back on this whole decade. It seems like just a long time, you know, 10 years, 10 years ago, I was uh, 18. And so... I mean, obviously you're just at a different point 10 years ago and you have a different mindset. And so it is interesting, I guess, to consider how much you've grown. And even it would have been interesting. I used to do this where I would like write a letter to myself and then I couldn't open it for like five or 10 years. Um, Unfortunately, I did not do that when I was 18. And so I do not have any sort of like predictions of what I thought my life was going to be like in 20 or in 10 years. Um, I did do one in 2006 that I opened up in 2016 which was very interesting just to see my mindset. And actually it was very interesting because it talked about people that I was close with at the time that I wasn't, didn't think was going to make it in the 10 years. And all of those people that I named were no longer in my life. So that was very interesting. And just seeing what you're into and even how you talk and how you think is very interesting. So maybe today I will write a letter to myself in 10 years in 2030. And then I can look back at my life and see where I think it's going to be in 10 years, because what I thought my life would probably be like when I was 18 to now is definitely not what it was. Um, so I think, I think it's just very interesting to think about it. I don't personally think you need to sit down and really nail out everything that you did for the last 10 years, maybe the last few years, if you really want to like tie in this decade, but 10 years is a long time. And I think you're just younger and you've just grown up and that's just how life goes. And I didn't have anything really traumatic happen to me like 10 years ago that I needed to work through or anything like that. And so just living my life really, uh, different people are in my life now, different mindset. But I think as we talk about in this episode, which you will see, we talk about taking all of that, that you, you were and using it as a foundation for what you want the next 10 years to be. And I think for me, looking forward is more interesting than looking back because now you can see where you've come in 10 years. So it's more exciting to think about the prospect of where you will be in another 10 years. A little bit concerning since I will be 38 years old and that seems very old, um, but what are we gonna do about it really? And I am starting a manifestation series. This is the first episode of it. It will just be for um, January. 
but it is going on trend with new year's resolution setting new goals making this the best decade of our lives and all that kind of stuff um i wanted to try something a little bit different on the podcast kind of have a little bit of a focus and so the guests today's guest danielle was on episode eight so she's been on the podcast but we are not really talking about her business. We are more talking about intention setting and goal setting, how she's done it because she has done a whole series of manifesting goals and intentions. And she really dives into the difference and how to do it for you, as opposed to what everyone else is telling you. Um, we do talk about that, that especially in the next few days and weeks, you will be bombarded with other people's goals and intentions for the years and how they felt because that's what social media is and we feel the need to share all of this but it's really important to be self-aware and make sure that the goals and intentions you are setting are for you and not because somebody else is doing it and you just want to keep up with them everyone's goals in comparison or everyone's goals and intentions are different and depending on where you are in life and where you want to be in 10 years and how you want to feel will be different than everybody that you're following on Instagram. So I think that is one of the biggest takeaways from this episode. Um, Danielle's great. She is very enthusiastic about how she is going to reach the goals that she is setting and what her word of the year is. It's very fitting to who she is as a person and brand, um, which I also think is a great idea. We don't really talk about setting a word for the year she tells us ours or tells us hers, but we don't really talk about what that process is like. So I just wanted to take the second for everyone to think about their year and maybe do pick a word. I picked the word expansion, which is actually based on one of the other episodes that is in this series, but her word is celebrate. And I think it's just very interesting to hear how people see the next year and what they want for themselves. So um, I've rambled a lot, but I hope you have an amazing new year and really take this moment to think about where you've come in the last decade and where you want to go. So let us jump into it. Here is Danielle Druso. of the content for that episode yeah. but you can hear Danielle's whole story um if you're interested and witness the glow up I believe <laughs> I think like, it's a huge glow up it's a big glow up so please witness that and then yeah. come on back yeah. apologies <laughs> for the entire episode but you will get to know Danielle so <laughs> um do you want to give us a quick rundown on who you are and what you do yeah so my name is Danny Teresa and I am an author now oh, wow <laughs> so bougie um, an international author. Wow. Right? <laughs> Someone called me out the other day and I was like, what? Like, okay. But then I like counted and we're in over seven countries, which is like insane to me. 
Um, so that's super fun. I'm a speaker. I'm also a podcast host, and I am a voice and leadership coach at DanielDeRusso.com. And I'm who you hire when you want to go bolder and own the fuck out of who you are in every area of your life, business, and relationships. That's it. Yeah, and that's that. <laughs> that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Actually, when I said your name, now that I read Danielle's book, I uh, finished it a couple days ago, and you don't like using the name Danielle because of, of how it how you feel about it, but I've never called you Danny. And so then I was like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> I was like, what am I, I going to call her? But it came out as Danielle, so I apologize. Yeah, no, it's so funny that you say that because it's like everyone who knew me, I feel growing up because we've known each other since grade four. Like they, they just call me Danielle because in elementary school, all the teachers used to call me Daniela. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, like all the teachers call me Daniela because everyone like knew my family. They're like, oh, she's Italian, Daniela or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't like Danielle because it sounds so formal. And then also it's like, my mom gets really mad at me because she goes, Danielle. <laughs> I hate it. So it's also, but it's sometimes I'll introduce myself as Danielle, but expect people to call me Danny. Like I'll be like, time Danielle Drew. So then I'll be like, why are they calling me Danielle? But if you've known me for a while, yeah, it's okay. It's Apologies for the rest of your life because that's what you're getting. Oh my God. And I love that people are actually reading the book. I think that's the weirdest part is right. that not that people ha- like have got the book, mm-hmm. people actually read it. Yeah. Like it's super, with my mom. I'm like, this is weird. Also, my grandma, like, quoted it to me the other day. Um, right. Because one of the people who I used to date, like, found their story within the book. We'll talk about that later. Um, but <laughs> off the record, found their story and stuff like that. So we're talking about that. My grandma's like, oh, right. Like, in chapter whatever. And I'm like, right. You're like, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. I feel like that's with any content that you put out in the world. You just, like, forget yeah. that people are actually consuming. Yeah. Because I get that all, like even this even podcasts people are like oh well, you said this in the episode I'm like what yeah you listen to that I'm like oh okay or like stories on Instagram yeah. they're like I just listened to your 15 stories and uh, I was like well, why did you do that <laughs> right you they're know? like sound on like everything totally. yeah I'm like well so people are listening and they're yeah. reading so just tidbit for 2020 yeah since that's what we're gonna jump into is just remember that people are listening yeah even if it seems like they're not they yeah. definitely they, are they are yeah so you kind of talked about it but how do you feel about being an official author it feels super weird like I feel like I'm not one I feel like I'm a fake author um, <laughs> like which is imposter syndrome yeah but like I it's not become one of my identities because I never thought I'd be that right ever like I feel like you know me and the reason why um I feel like one of your other questions was like what what made me write it yes that's the next okay question. so great feel so free. I'll go into it um because when I wrote the book like Rachel's known me a long time. Like I never finish books. I always like to read like half, and then I'll jump around. And then if someone like I remember reading Twilight, New Moon or something like that, because everyone was reading Twilight, and I was like, he leaves. What? By the way, spoiler alert, guys, if you haven't read that. <laughs> but I was like, what? No way. And I flipped to the very back of the book, and I was like, oh, thank God he comes back. And I just like continue to read the rest. Or I make Rachel sit in line with me. We'd go to see Harry Potter every single time that it opened and we wait in line for like hours and I'd make you tell me the entire movie <laughs> plot line and I'd tell you like be like okay who dies like I just want to know all everything because I love spoilers so it's so funny because I saw every book on my shelf and I was like I don't see myself in any of them um everything was very stiff I always say that there was like a huge stick of the personal development industry's butt and I was ready to take that out and there wasn't the, anything that was really playful. It was either like, okay, read this. This is how I live my life. Or let me tell you how to live your life. This is the only way you can do it to become successful. Or it was read these chapters and journal for 
10 minutes and then sit in silence with yourself and then then you'll become a millionaire and I was like okay cool <laughs> so no matter what I do it's telling me how to feel and how to be and I didn't like that and I didn't like going in order and I didn't like how people would um, tell their personal stories but then it would get like very like preachy and all that stuff and I was like okay we need something that allows people to come to their own conclusions and also is like a litmus test for their life versus me telling you how you are in your life I want you to like go experience it in real time IRT is what I call it but like in real time in your life and have those triggers come up and feel weird in situations and be okay with being a super messy human so I wrote a book like that which is really fun and exciting and it's choose your own adventure that was that was the style it was always meant to be so you can jump it's so weird people keep reading it in order and I'm like guys like rip out the pages like fuck shit up like like jump around in the book but people are reading it front to back which is hilarious to me um, because it's meant to go, like you just open to a chapter, whatever chapter you want, or you open up to a dare or you can do all the dares. There's dares at the end of every single chapter. So like go do things in your life. Um, like rip out pages, write love notes to a stranger, leave it on their dashboard. Don't get arrested. Like it's super, super fun. So I wrote something that wasn't in the industry and I realized that that was something that I needed to do to fill the gap in the industry. And it's just like taken off since then, which is wild. Yeah. It's been awesome. I mean, I read it in order. And did not read the books. I know. Rip out the pages. Write in the pages. Rip out the pages. I honestly have to leave because one of my huge things, um, because I'm a leadership specialist and like both online within my business, but then also I'm like an emerging leader on boards and I like consult with nonprofits now and all and stuff, which is like I said, glow up, (laughs) glow up strong. But one of my main things is um, you can't lead people if you're not going anywhere. And if I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to write this book, I have to walk my talk. And so I'm huge on integrity. So uh, the next month, the month of January, in my free Facebook group, we are doing a book club and we are doing the fucking dares. And I am doing every dare. And I will record it and I will have to, I did the dare for the D. Because if I want other people to take this on, I have to lead first. So get ready to see <laughs> the world implode. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be the best. And for everyone who doesn't know, you need to get the book then and join yeah. us on the adventure. Please do. <laughs> and it's available on Amazon. Um, and if you live local to Calgary, then you can always message me on any social media platforms because I always have boxes of books and I will sign them and I will deliver them to you with glitter. And that's what we all need. <laughs> that's what we all need. Our carpets to be completely filled with glitter. Yes, so you'll the remember old, me forever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did mention it that you never thought you'd write a book. You never thought you'd be an author. So what would your advice be for people who want to write a book or achieve some other like huge goal but feel overwhelmed and don't know where to start? Your vision has to be way, 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 way bigger. And we'll go into this too. <clears throat> Just with like New Year's coming up and stuff like that. Your vision has to be way, way, way bigger and more exciting and more fulfilling than any of the fear. And I compare it to sitting like... You'll know when you really want to do something, when it feels like you're standing line at a roller coaster and you're like, I kind of want to throw up and I, I want to know what's going to happen and I, I'm going to watch everyone else do it and I, okay, can I do this? Can I do this, right? Well, that's how I feel when I sit in line at a roller coaster. I believe it on one, <laughs> but they still freak me out. I just like sit in line and I like obsess the whole time and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to get over and done with and then when you really don't want to do something, but you're doing it out of obligation because you see everyone else being like, oh, hashtag 2020, right? Or like whatever, you'll feel like walking down a dark alley with keys in your hands. Like you're like, I hate this. I'm on the defense. Uh, I feel like something bad's going to happen. It doesn't feel good. It feels like I'm going to throw up and not the good way. 
I don't know if there's a good word to throw up when you're about to go on a roller coaster, it's fun, right? But like, that's the difference in your body and you can feel it. So if you find yourself putting goals out that you're like, blah, like, I don't like this. Like one of my goals, it's so funny because the reason why I wrote, like the thing that really got me to write the book, like the full book and like put my full ass into it, because <laughs> it's called Get Off Your Ass, but like put my full ass into it was on the phone with my friend Dana and she was in Bali at the time and we were just, we were just FaceTiming and <laughs> I was telling her like, oh, I just need to film my one-on-one so I can write this book. I need to film my one-on-one, I need, which is private coaching um, for those of you who don't really work in the online world. Um, so I was like, I need to film my private coaching so I can self-fund my book. Like that's how it has to happen in that order. And it didn't feel good and I didn't like it. And it wasn't fun, but I like tried to convince myself that it was going to be fun. I tried to force myself into this goal that was not in alignment at all with me. And so I was like, it's so that I can do what I actually want to do. And Dana said, I believe in you. Now go believe in you too. And the whole book's dedicated to her. And I was like, well, shit. Okay. And so she gifted me a course at the time that was like, write your book proposal. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Let's just see what happens. And my vision was so much bigger than all the little C's get degrees. That was my life motto. Uh, I used to cheat off of Rachel in science class and get in trouble for it. But like, do you remember that? Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I used to get so much shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I just helped and you'll get through high school. Okay, guys. Seriously, like Rachel, yeah. She's she's the reason why I've got so many glasses. Um, but yeah, because I was like, oh, if I'm not lit up by it, why am I doing it? And so I didn't really like English because I didn't like rules. I didn't like science or math and stuff like that. I would skip class to go hang out in the theater. <laughs> like I was just like, this isn't fun for me. So when I started writing, I was like, okay, I'm gonna take down all the barriers. I'm gonna take down everything and I'm just gonna do this for me and see what happens. And it was a 10 day course that I finished in three days because I was so inspired. I woke up at 3 a.m. and I wrote an entire, like the rest of the book proposal, it's 70 pages. The original book proposal is 70 pages. That includes <clears throat> market research. It also includes, I'm sick by the way, so you guys will hear me go <laughs> a little bit, um, but it, that includes market research, market analysis, um, and I don't like research. Like Rachel knows me, I don't like research, but I was like, I'm doing it. Like it's, it, this is fun. Like I want to know what's in the market. I want to know what I can do. I want to know how I can sell it. Um, I did a whole marketing plan for the next five years before the book was even completed, like everything. And so I had this thing done and I was sending out query letters at like 4 a.m. Being like, I'm just gonna get it published, like who cares? And then I talked to some publishers and stuff like that. I ended up self-publishing because a lot of publishers wanted to, I was actually scouted by a publishing company. And then I was just like walked away because they wanted to censor me a lot. And I was like, well, that's not the point of the book. So I ended up self-publishing, but the whole process was way bigger. Like my vision was way bigger. I was like picturing this book in my own hands, picturing this book on my own shelf. And I was like, if no one reads it at all, if no one buys it at all, I'm going to read it and I'm going to buy it. This is going to be the best book that I've ever read. And it had nothing to do with like filling my own needs. Like it was super selfish, but I was like, it's going to start a movement. And then the funniest thing was I started my experience group when I first started my book and the book wasn't even finished, but I was like, who wants to come along for me on the ride and pre-order my book that I have none of it written. <laughs> and people were like, okay. And I had like 50 people be like, yeah, done. Like, let's do it. And so that kept me accountable. And I got to like, riff back and forth with them. And the whole process was so much bigger than I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book in 10 days. I'm going to write a book in 90 days. I'm going to like get this done by 2019. And it was like, this is my vision and I don't care how long it takes, but I'm just going to do it because it's so fun and it feels so good. Um, which is also what we're going to be kind of like riffing on. But 
that's what got it finished and it got it finished in like half of the time and then every obstacle that came up like we had to push back the date the original launch date was going to be in october and we pushed it back then we had edit i had so much stuff about editing um that was just a gong show and i had an editor who didn't believe in what i was writing about and so i there was like a lot of pushback and there was a lot of struggles with that and then um we had some problems on the manuscript so we had to resubmit it to amazon and it was like this such a lengthy process we didn't end up launching till december but if my vision wasn't bigger than this one goal that i put on my wall then i wouldn't have fucking done it right it wasn't like oh i need to get an a it was like this is going to change the world and this is going to change my world and it wasn't because i was like i'm going to be a best-selling author it was because there's something that needs to happen in the personal development industry and i'm going to be the one to do it and everything in my life set me up for that like not reading finishing books not doing like parts of who i am i just leveraged it to make it into something and it's like filled the gap in the industry and it's been like a massive success which is wild but yeah Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your question. Yeah, that definitely yes. answers the question. Yeah, perfect. And I think to sum up it, and not to make it super cliche, but that it's about the process. It's not about the end goal, which is the cheesiest thing going yeah. into 2020, but it's also to do it for yourself, which is what you said. And people can tell, especially nowadays where now everyone has like an authenticity rater or yeah. whatever. Like you can tell when someone's doing it for like the money or just to like, be Instagram famous or to just write a book to say they've written a book. Like you can tell when someone's doing it just to do it, to say they've done it as opposed to actually doing it because they want to be doing it. And I think that's important when writing your goals because especially now, because we're right at the end of the year, you're going to be bombarded with people's goals and like what they're going to do. And so you're like, well, should I be doing that? And like you compare yourself to what other people's goals are and you're like, well, maybe if they're doing that, then I should be doing it. But same thing, like you just said, like you should, like if if you don't want to run a marathon, don't run the marathon. Don't do it. If you don't want to write a book, then don't write a book. Like you can write a blog instead. If you don't feel like, if you don't picture yourself writing an actual book, that's hardcover. And so I think that's really important when people are putting together, even their super big goals. Like you should, especially putting together the super Mm -hmm. big goals Mm -hmm. that you can do it and not worry about what other people are thinking. You don't have to post on social media either. Yeah. And I really think that when it comes to your goals, if you write a goal on the board, and you don't feel something or if you are writing goals and you base it off of like oh like I'm gonna do it because they're doing it and sometimes you don't do it fully like you do it subconsciously or if you like write a goal and you're like I never stick to this goal and I keep making this goal I want you to ask yourself who is this goal actually for what are you trying to justify with this and how is this going to prove to people that you're worthy of whatever you actually want and those are questions to ask yourself because honestly, when I was like, I need to film my one-on-one, it was like, because I need to make X amount of money per month to be qualified as a blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I never did that. And yet I have a book and I've spoken across Canada in my speaking gigs. So just like, like, and everything is just building so much momentum, but it's because I did something that honestly, when I said it at the time, like, I want to do this, my blinders were already on because it was for me and it wasn't to prove anything. Because I had nothing to prove. I had no one to impress. Because I was like, no one's even going to expect that I was, I'm going to write a book, so who cares? Like, I was like, <laughs> and I had no, I was like, the, the reason why I say it's weird that people are reading it, because I'm like, people might never open this book. And people are texting me, like, screenshotting it. The, the person who, um, they found their, their story in the book, screenshot, they texted it to me. They're like, this is amazing. I, did you know that you said this? And this quote that you said? And I love this? And, blah, blah. and I'm like, you're legit, like, line by line reading this. 
And it's wild to me because it almost feels like it was written for me, to me, <laughs> like a little right. blood note. So it's super weird, but it's really amazing to see how it's like. Right. Well, that's like the bonus of finishing yeah. it. Like you got to do it for yourself and then you get to have other people experience it as well. As yeah. opposed to skipping yourself and just doing it for the other people. Yeah. Because then it's never going to be sustainable. It's like, I want to lose X amount of weight, like an X amount of time. If you're doing that because you're like, because I feel like shit about myself, that's not going to be sustainable. And you'll know the difference between desire, like I desire to do this, I desire to create healthy habits, I desire to do that, or I want to do this because this person's doing this, or I want to do this because I want my body to look like this. Because the difference is the desire will pull you to a bigger vision that you can feel before you see it. And the other one is, oh, I need to try to convince myself to feel something about this vision. Two different things. One is sustainable and one is not sustainable. And you're going to end up just in a deeper hole than you were before. Right. And like you said, like you'll be excited about it because if you, if you've made goals, but you're now waiting until Jan wants to do them, do, did you really want to do the goals? Yeah. Because I've written down goals and you're like, what am I like? I need to do it right now. We need yeah. to get this started. Like, what are we doing waiting till like Monday or January 1st or whatever? And so I think, like you said, just being aware of how you feel when you write the goal down, because if you're, you write it down and you have like a tad bit of dread that you're like, yeah. Oh God, I'm going to have to do this. Like you don't put it on your list. Like clearly you don't want to do it. And losing weight or writing a book or doing any of this isn't for everybody. Yeah. You know? And so I think that's also important to distinguish. Mm-hmm. 100%. So we are starting a new decade yeah. as well, which is so dramatic and just so it funny. It is so <laughs> dramatic. I'm like, everyone chill, but okay. And like, it's, But I also feel it's because it's our first decade mm-hmm. that we're really, like, this is the first full decade that, like, our age has, like, lived. So everyone's super hyped. Yeah, so people are hyped and being overdramatic about it. But I feel like we have to put it in here because everyone wants to talk about it. And I, I saw, it was like how to set your goals and like manifestation and all this, which is basically what this podcast is. But this yeah. was different and it was like an online worksheet and it was like, go back your entire decade and each year, talk, like think about what you did and what you completed. I was like, 10 years? I was like, what I did in grade 12 is not relevant to write down about what I'm doing for the next decade. But yeah. it was crazy. Like, if you stop and think about yeah. 10 years is a long time. And we even talked about the glow up from a year ago. Oh, yeah. But 10 years is insane. And so I think you don't need to reflect on your entire 10 years and, like, every step that you took for 10 years. But I guess it is important to think about how you felt in the last decade and then see it as the next 10 years because 10 years is a long time. And so I feel like yeah. you can really make a vision for that. So, um, after the whole ramble, uh, what does the new decade feel like for you? Mm, the one thing that I've been really focused on, cause I, I'm a new year's junkie. I'm a new year's junkie. I'm a my birthday junkie. Anytime that I'm Monday junkie, I'm like, Oh, new page, new fresh start. Like, I love it. Like I love the, the opportunity and the wonder of it. But I think what's really important about reflecting on the past decade to the, to moving forward is Seeing how far you came, but not just like wiping the slate completely clean. Um, and I heard Melanie Ann Lair. She's an amazing coach. She does Alpha Femme, which is uh, the leader who leads herself. She's like amazing. And she was talking about, yeah, like taking things with you instead of always starting at point zero. Like taking the memories or the things that <clears throat> have helped you with you forward. And I can tell you from <laughs> 10 years ago when we were in grade 12 or whatever, if I was talking to you right now, I'd be way more concerned. Like, this is what I'm taking with me forward is I was way more concerned with, I'm going to talk to you, but the entire time that I talk to you, I'm not going to actually talk to you because I'm wondering what you're thinking about me the whole time, all the time, hyper-focused on 
what are my surroundings? What does this person think about what I'm talking about? What is this, what is this person, what are they thinking about my body? Like hyper-focused to the point where I wasn't actually living. I was just constantly consumed by other people's opinions. So looking at that glow up for me is huge within my business because that's what I teach on primarily. But even that, it's like, I'm going to take those lessons that I learned through that entire decade and I'm going to use them as the foundation to build this next decade up from. So it's like, I feel like I'm not that I, I'm starting over, but I'm only just beginning. Right. And that's kind of what it feels like to me. So a lot of that unapologetic nature, a lot of that, um, it doesn't matter if they like you, it matters if you like you. All those like things are what I'm literally building the foundation of my decade with. And I'm so scared to say this on, on the podcast, so I have to fucking say it. It's on record huh? now. It's on record. <laughs> this will be the decade where I become a millionaire is my goal. I have to self-fund the arts, guys, okay? We got to cut. <laughs> but, like, legit, I was thinking about that the other day because I've had this goal in my head for the past couple of years that I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. And it might be the 32 or 30, whatever, but definitely by the time I'm 36, I'm going to be a millionaire. A hundred and fucking percent. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my soul. I have big shit to do in this world. And I can't believe I just said that on a podcast because it kind of makes me want to throw up. <laughs> but it's, like, the good throw up, like, the good, like – standing light in it at a roller coaster because I kind of want to cry and vomit at the same time, which is great. Um, but that's how you know that you're connected to something bigger in your vision is when you're like this, th- you have a why behind it. You have a why. And that's a huge thing in manifestation. It's not like, I want a million dollars to pop in the sky. And then you're like, oh, where's my money? It's like, this is what I want to do. And my why and my vision, and you've probably heard this a million times if people have been like, I'm a super into manifestation. You've probably heard this, but I want you to feel it and integrate it. Not just listen to it, feel it and integrate it. Your why, your vision, what you have to do in this world is so much fucking bigger than where you are right now in your life. Take the lessons, build your foundation on that for the next decade. Yeah, no, I love it. When I think I 100% agree with you that you can't just wipe it clean because you wouldn't be where you are sitting here today if you didn't do everything you did your entire life. Like, it doesn't make sense to wipe it clean because you're who you are because of what happened. And so you have to consider that, take it, and then do with it what you will. So whether that is moving forward and doing something bigger or people that stay in the past and do all that depressing stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's up to you how you're going to take the last 10 years. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you have to reflect on it take it and then how like you said take those lessons and how are you going to use them moving into the the new year exactly yeah I love it and so we talked about goals but I really like the difference between like resolutions goals and intentions yeah and I feel like you have an opinion on it so I would like to hear it (laughs) I do have a very strong opinion so for me I believe goals this is so funny this is my opinion I believe goals are arbitrary goals are like this just a measuring stick So what we tend to do is we put goals first and then intention second. And so what we end up doing is we say, I'm going to eat healthy every single day. And that's my goal. And I'm going to write it on my board and I'm going to put reminders in my phone and I'm just going to do it. And we like force, we like Shia LaBeouf, just do it our way into our goals, quote unquote goals. And then we realize that that sucks. (laughs) So what we end up doing is we end up slipping up and then we're like, well, shit, there goes my goals. And intentions are very different. Goals are a byproduct of your intention. So if my intent, so intentions can be taught of in a couple different ways. Um, For me, I'm just going to go through kind of like, so depending on who I'm teaching or who I'm coaching, everyone has different learning styles and Everyone has different ways that they process feelings, emotions, opinions, all that stuff. 
And so, and it doesn't matter how old you are because I've worked with like kindergartners within performance that have these same processes. And I've worked with like 50 year old people who have the same processes that they've always had because that's just like how your brain works and how you process emotions, how you process feelings, all that stuff. When you learn to master that and leverage that, you can do anything. When you decide, oh, this is wrong because everyone else doesn't do it like that and you kind of shut that down and you try to take goals and try to set goals from someone else's like way that they process, then it's never gonna work for you and it's gonna suck. So. There's three different learning styles. There's auditory, visual, and kinesthetic. I'm kinesthetic. I am all about feeling. I'm all about, I need to see it. I need to feel it. I need to believe it. I need to go do it. I need to mess up. I need to fall on my face. I need to come back from the drawing board. I need to do it again. I'm very experiential. And you'll notice that within my teachings because I teach very kinesthetic. Some people are super visual. They can write, they can put a watch or a Lamborghini on their board and just seeing that every day is enough motivation. Just seeing that like background screen of abs is like, yeah, that's all I need. That's my visual. And then some people are more auditory and what they'll do is they like to like consume information and that's enough for them too. So I want you just to take a second and just like recognize where you're at. Like, do you like to feel it? Do you like to see it? Do you like, do you need proof? Like the putting the proof in the pudding type thing? Or are you just like, I just like want to feel and be like, in my flowy Zen mode. Because a lot of people look at manifestation, they're like, well, everyone's making a vision board. I have to make a vision board. But there's different ways to do different things. And so when I set intentions, and like I said, the goal for me is like very, very much secondary. For some people, it might be the goal, I put it on the board, lose 20 pounds, and that's enough. And like, that's that, that'll be it to motivate me. And when I say motivate, I don't mean punish yourself. Right. <laughs> when I say motivate, I mean, you're inspired, like I don't believe motivation is a thing. I believe you're inspired to move. So motivation is just like the inspiration to actually take action. That's all it is. And when you're inspired to do something, you'll do it regardless. That's why people are like, oh, I have to do this right now. And then you finish like a whole blog in like a second. And you're like, this is amazing. And then sometimes you're sitting at your computer for eight hours being like, I hate this, yeah. right? It's because you don't have the inspiration to move. So when you look at like, how do I learn? How do I process feelings and emotions? And how do I do this, like how do I do life? And when has it felt really good for me? You can start looking at, okay, how am I gonna set goals? And so when I think about intentions, I do it from a kinesthetic space where I'm like, how do I wanna feel? So I think, okay, cool, my goal is to, and we're just gonna go with it because I just wanna throw up, um, <laughs> is to become like a millionaire in the next decade. So I'm like, that's scary and feels super unrealistic and like here's all this, Here's a list of reasons why that's not possible. I could prove it to you right now why I can't do that, right? That doesn't feel good, right? It also doesn't feel good for me to be like, I'm gonna put a dollar bill or I'm gonna write out a check and put it on the wall. No. What feels really good to me is, okay, if I wanna be a millionaire, how does that feel in my body? What is that, what are, what words come up? Why would I even want that? I want freedom. Okay, cool, freedom. Ooh, that feels good. But I'm like a word junkie too. So I'm like, ooh, okay, what does that word feel? And Danielle Laporte, desire, the desire map, does this process too. But for me, I've kind of tweaked it. But I'm like, ooh, okay, I want to feel freedom. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to, I want to fund the arts. I want to do all these things. This is what I want to do with this money. This is my huge vision. This is my huge why. I want to be on stages across the world. This is what I really want to do. And so what I'll do is I'll look at all those things of the reason why I want this, whatever I want. And this can be like short process too. Like in the next 30 days, I'm going to go through my own book. Like that's my quote unquote goal or intention. My intention behind that, because I can say I'm gonna finish my book and I'm gonna go through my book in 30 days. That doesn't sound fun to me. That sounds 
terrible, right? <laughs> what sounds really fun is I'm going to lead by example. There's a difference in that energy and you can hear it in my voice, right? Like I want to lead by example and I'm going to be in full integrity. So I'm going to walk my talk. That's my goal for the next 30 days. That's my intention for the next 30 days. And that's what's going to guide me because even in the days where it's shitty and I don't want to do it, I'm walking my talk. So cool. How can I pull myself out of here? Versus I'm going to finish the book. Why didn't I do it? Oh, that sucks. So I think of words. I think of images. I think of feelings. I think of how does, how does that look to me? What is like the color that that would be? What is, this is so funny. This is what I teach kids. And I'm like, if you could describe yourself in a color, what would it be? What would your shape be? Like get it into your body, start to feel and visualize and let yourself go there. Let yourself play pretend for a bit. And then what I really love to do is create vision boards based on that. So what I'll do is I'll say, okay, one of the feelings, like my huge word for 2020 is celebrate. Like I want to feel celebrated. I want to celebrate other people. And what that feels like to me is just like confetti and glitter. And so what I've done, I'll show Rachel because Rachel's here. What I've done is I created a background for my phone that is my vision board. And so it's like super fun and exciting. Maybe I'll put it on um, when this when this podcast goes live, I'll put it on my Instagram story or something. Um, but yeah, and it's all about celebration. So there's like glitter and champagne and it's pink and there's pictures of my book in there. And I don't know what that means yet. I don't know what I'm going to be celebrating my book. I have a plan in my head. I have a, I have a goal for the next year, <laughs> but I'm going to let it just be a form of celebration. And if I lead with that, anything that I do will have that energy and have that vibe. And because I'm so kinesthetic, people around me will be elevated just by being in my energy because it's an immersive experience. And speaking from a manifestation point, it's like, it like from that energy, when I feel something, when you feel something, you are a vibrational match to it. Like attracts like, right? Like if I am a lighthouse, this is how I like to visualize for people who are like illuminating lens. Um, or if they're like, I'm not spiritual. I think of, okay, you are a lighthouse when your light is on and you're like beaming and you're having the best day ever. People will find you. The opportunities will find you. Like you will guide the ships that need to come to you, to you. It's like when someone walks into a room and everyone turns their head and they're like, we don't even know why. It's not like this person is flashy, but they just have that vibe, that energy. And so a lot of people, if you're an empath or you feel people's emotions or you feel people's energy or you're someone who very much like tailors your space to feel a certain energy when you're working or something like that or you like like you have a beautiful home like everything's very Rachel and I love it but like <laughs> even that like you have a vibe to you everyone has a vibe to you it's your personal brand but it's also just your vibe and your energy and so when you guide from that space of like embodying that then people will show up for you like that like you shift your identity and then you shift how you show up because how you show up is just a byproduct of how you believe and think about yourself. And then the world will, will reflect that back to you. You teach people how to treat you is what Dr. Phil says, but like, it's exactly that. <laughs> like you show up to your life in a certain way and life will show up to you in the same way. That kind of covered the basis. Yeah. yeah. No, that was Amazing. great. Yeah. It was very in depth of yeah. <laughs> what intentions are. Yeah. Um, and so like you said, people have different ways of learning. They have mm. different ways of inspiring themselves. And so, do you write this down? Like, is this like a notebook written down? Is this, I know you have a vision board. Is that just on the computer? Like, just give us a practical yeah. thing. So I know people are very much like, what do, now what do I do? Yeah. So um, sometimes I'll teach this workshop called the Dream Ladder Workshop. And what I do within that workshop is I, like, I'm going to read it through quick for people to, an hour work, but I'm going to run it through for people to be like, ooh, I like this. I'll take that. Or I'll do this. I'll implement this. So I would say, okay, start with what do you want to do in the, in the next year, in the next 30 days, in the next whatever. Write it down, right? Like 
Straight down. Get out of your head. Cool. How do how, how are you gonna feel when that happens? How are you gonna feel when it's already done? How are you gonna feel like when you do that? How do you want to feel when you're while you're in process? Okay. And I always say like if you're focused on the result over how you want to feel in the process, you're probably doing it for someone else because you want to feel actually good when you do things, right? Like you want your life to be good. And if you don't, then like you're just punishing yourself and stopping that. It's not fun. Um, so I write, cool, so this is what I want to do. This is how I want to feel when I want to do it, or this is how it's going to feel when I'm done it. Cool, I'm going to write that word down. I get my thesaurus. I think of what's the most, like, juiciest word that I can create from this one word. And I'll, like, go and I'll, like, be like, oh, like, oh, fun, fulfilling, or whatever. And I'll be like, no, what's more fun? And I'll be like, celebrate, like, celebrate good times. I'm like, yeah, that feels fun. So I'll write celebrate. And then what I'll do is I'll go on Pinterest. This is literally like spark notes, but I go on Pinterest and I find images that make me feel that way. So if if you're someone who is kinesthetic and you're like, how can an image like make me feel that way? Like look at your space and and look at, even if you're in your car, like do you ever look at the mountains and you're like, oh my God, I feel so good right now because I'm looking like things in like images will inspire thoughts. Thoughts will inspire emotions. Emotions inspire action, right? So I think of pictures and stuff like that. So like I said, like glitter, pink, like I have a whole mood board that I constantly adding to so from that I'll go on pick monkey or canva or something free and easy and I'll just put images together that make me feel so good I'll play really amazing music I'm huge on playlists like all my playlists are public on apple music and they're all based around how I want to feel so change my state because I'm kinesthetic so change my state um how I want to think about certain programs or how I want to feel when I'm in programs or teaching programs all my programs have playlists my book has playlists like all that stuff and I'll listen to that playlist and I'll make the vision board and then I'll go to Walmart. So fancy. Go to Walmart and I'll print it out on photo paper and then I'll put it on my wall. And the very first vision board that I ever made ever from doing this process was, um, I, I had no intention to really travel. It was when I, uh, me and, um, this guy who I was with for four years, we had just broken up and I was like, okay, cool. Like I thought I was going to marry this guy. I thought I was going to white pick a fence my life. And then when that happened, I was like, right, I never wanted that. What do I actually want? And that was a huge moment for me. So I created this vision board and it was like this girl on a boat and then there's like yoga and then there's like like a bunch of, it, and then there's pictures of Bali. And I was like, I, at the time I didn't even know like what Bali was like, like didn't even know. And the whole year I spent making connections, traveling all over, including Bali, like, and it just, opportunities just lined up. And I looked at that every day and I still have it on my wall because it's just like, you can do this, you can do anything. Um, so I'm doing that with my new vision board. I'm actually going to Walmart tomorrow and I'm going to print it out on photo paper. Um, so maybe I'll post about that. But yeah, like that for me is huge just to have something to look at every single day that makes me feel the way that I want to feel. And there's a difference between having it on your phone or on a computer screen and having it printed out on your wall. It's just like a different energy. Totally. I'm a print person. I'm a list on paper person. I get it. Yeah, totally. Right? So it's like, it's just like better to actually have something tangible than just like on your phone. So that's like spark notes, how I would do the process. But if it doesn't make you feel like F yes, holy shit balls. Oh my God. I feel so great. Not even notice that I didn't even say a million dollars in my bank account. Like I said, how does it make you feel? And if it doesn't make you feel fucking amazing, stop doing it because it's not helping you and it's not serving you and it won't actually inspire you to take action. You'll just be like, this is why people are like, I mean, it's so healthy and then they don't. And it's like so frustrating because you're like, 
I could give you every, like, a lot of nutritionists a lot, but it's like, I give you any, all these new, like, nutrition plans and stuff like that, right? Like, because I know that you're talking like that. So you'll, you'll get it, but it's like, I can give you a nutrition plan and a, and a worksheet and, and here's workouts that I want you to do every day and someone, like, doesn't do it. It's because the goal is not for them. Right. Like, someone who actually wants to do it will come to you and be like, this is my vision. I want to feel like this every single day. I'm so sick of feeling like this. I want to feel like this. And I don't care how long it takes. And we're just going to take it day by day. And those are the people who have the most radical success because it's not for someone else. It's for them. Right. Well, and even using the examples, like you can be a millionaire and not feel good yeah. and not be happy. You can be skinny and also not feel good. Yeah. And so it is way more important to think about how you want to feel. And I think that just changes. I feel like we've all been brainwashed yeah. into thinking just you need the end goal. And so it's a huge perspective change to think about how you want to feel as opposed to the actual goal. Yeah. Even relationships. Like one of my huge things too, moving into this next year and what's been a huge lesson for me this past year, because people might look at my social media and be like, oh my God, like look at her updating her little sales board. Cool. Right. <laughs> um, but for me, a huge thing has been me recognizing how I feel when I'm with people. When I'm around people, do I tighten? What what am I not saying? Like, what relationships in my life are conditional? So one of my other words is unconditional. And so that's going to be like a huge process too. So even sometimes it's my relationship dynamics are toxic. And in next year, I don't want a toxic relationship. Cool. How do you want that relationship to feel? How do you actually want to feel when you're with people? How do you want to feel about yourself when you're with people? And then from that, you can adjust accordingly. Like, do, do people not need to be in my life? Do I need to change how I'm showing up? Is this an identity or self-worth thing, right? Just like, sure. Right. And a huge thing, because I noticed this in the last year, is when you have, like, something planned with someone, like a meeting or a coffee date or, like, an appointment, and you, like, are like, I really hope they just cancel because I'm dreading doing this. <laughs> right? Maybe you don't need to be with them. Yeah. Ever. Like, why, why are you putting yourself, why are you punishing yourself by sitting through a coffee date with someone that you clearly don't want to be with? Yeah. So, like, why, why are you doing that? Because yeah. you, you're obviously doing it for the other person so yeah. that they don't like think you bail or that you're not friends with them anymore. Whatever they're thinking is their problem. Yeah. Really. But did you read Obligation Station, the chapter? I did. <laughs> so there's a chapter in my book called Obligation Station, and I wrote that chapter while I was waiting for coffee with someone who I was hoping to cancel. Like I was literally in that process, and I was like, I have to write this down because this sucks. And I'm like right now in it. Like I was in it. I was like, why am I hanging out with this person? And it ended up being that they, um, it's so embarrassing to like stay out loud, but I realized that I was just like, why am I putting myself through this torture? And I realized that it was like, they were like the popular people ish in my university, like click or whatever. And I felt like so welcomed in and I was like, yes, like popular kid loves me. Like, yes. And as we got older, we would catch up with these coffee dates. So I kind of always knew what was going on in their lives. And then we just like stopped. And then I was like, I feel like I'm out of the loop. And it was, how can I get back in the loop? And I like, when I like followed the little trail of toxicity, I was like, this makes me want to throw up. Like, I hate this. Like, this sucks. Like, why am I friends with this person? And it like happy to report that I I don't (laughs) hang out with this person anymore. And I didn't need to have a conversation. And I didn't need to like make it a big thing. I mean like that. I was just like recognized my part in it. And I was like, I'm just not going to hang out with this person anymore. And there's been multiple times where they, like, disrespected my time boundaries. And they came, like, 45 minutes late. Or, like, certain situations that I was just like, cool, not my person. And I just let it be not my person. And I didn't need to tell them that they weren't my person. Or I didn't need to 
create so much chaos in my life, I was just like, cool, I'm not going to do it anymore. Right? Yeah. And it started with, like, that dread that, like, I don't want to see this person. <laughs> yeah. Or they text you and you're like, I don't want to respond to this. Right? Or you, like, stare at the yeah. text message and you're like, thank God I don't have read receipt songs. Like, don't know how to respond <laughs> to this. Right? Like, yeah. 100%. And we've all done it. Everyone listening yes. can picture they've probably done it in the last few weeks. So. You might even do it right now. Yeah. You might be waiting right now on the trade or something to go meet someone who you do not want to hang out with and you're like how do I fake an illness right like yeah we're telling you right now that you should just keep on riding the train and don't get off (laughs) yeah just keep going so funny I think that's important I think that like we're laughing at it but it's a huge that's a huge thing for people and it is it goes back to like the self-awareness and why are you doing things yeah people pleasing patterns and that's also like that program belief that you have to please someone else. It just breeds codependency. Like you're only in charge of yourself and your own emotions and your own emotional intelligence. And it's like, you are not in charge of other people's emotions or how they feel. That doesn't mean their feelings are valid. It just means that it's not your responsibility to like take the weight of that friendship or take the weight of that other person's emotions or something like that. You have to stay true to you. And then you'll start to attract people who are also true to you and also true to themselves. Right. Like track like Exactly. I just listened to a podcast and someone explained the difference between sympathy and empathy. Oh, so And it was good. literally just what you said. Whereas you can have empathy because you understand how they're feeling, but you don't have to feel bad for them yeah. and change your life because of them, which I think is, I was like, oh. So good. What a concept. Right? <laughs> I love that concept. I also like the concept of you don't have to take on other people's burdens. Like when someone's talking to you, this is just like on the sympathy, empathy thing. When someone's telling you a story or saying this terrible thing happened to me, it is so easy to be like, let me show you how much I care about you right now in this moment. And then you're making it about you. Totally. I had a friend who used to do that where I'd be like, yeah, this is a really shitty situation. And I didn't even like, I was like, I'm processing it. I don't even know how I feel. Like, oh my God. Like, oh my, like make it like a performance almost. And I'm like, this is an interesting dynamic. And then I started to kind of break down the empathy and sympathy. And I'm like, yeah, like this person who you might be like, oh, like I can feel for that. I'm like, oh, like that sucks or something like that. But you don't have to fix it. You don't have to change them. You just let them process. Let them, they're so capable and you're so capable. And all you need to do is govern your own emotions in that point and just make sure that they know that they are capable. And you don't have to get into the trenches with them. Like how, if someone fell into a hole and you had a rope, are you going to get in the hole with them and say, how do we get out? No, you're going to have them the rope. Right? So you hold the standard of the relationship. You hold the standard of the vibe and the energy. And like when stuff like that happens, you don't have to get in the hole. Right. Yeah. And they won't hate you afterwards. Like just because you didn't get in the hole with them doesn't mean that your relationship is now ended. Yeah. Because they'll appreciate what you've done for them after they get out of there. Totally. Current situation. Yeah. And they, they'll calibrate to you. I think that's really cool too. Yeah. Like with leadership, like they'll calibrate to your energy. So if you hold the standard, like say if you were going through a really hard time. And you're like, this sucks. And I was like, you're right. Let's talk about how much that sucks. That's not going to help you. That's going to feed the momentum of you feeling incapable. If you're like, this sucks and I don't like this, I could also go the other way, which I have done before. This is my really bad habit. I'm like, let me help you. I can fix, let's coach you right now. Like unsolicited, right? And like, that also sucks. That's like trying to, trying to like harness yourself in the hole and try to dig them out. Like, no. What's really valuable is saying, okay, great. And how can I support you more with this? I'm not changing my state. I'm holding a standard and you can calibrate to me. That pulls you out of the hole, right? Like you still are grabbing the rope and you're pulling yourself out, but I'm just, I'm stabilizing you. Right. 
and that's all I need to do. I just need to stabilize myself and therefore stabilize you versus either needing to preach, get on my entitlement spiritual horse and tell you to hop on <laughs> or get in the hole with you. It's just like really holding that standard, right? Yeah. And like being that rock. Yeah. And it's just practice. Yeah. You just, when, you, when the moment comes, you just have to like, okay, what was I going to do? <laughs> Don't do that. Because <laughs> yeah. I do it. Chris says it to me sometimes. He's like, I didn't ask what you should, what we should be doing. I just wanted to tell you. I'm like, okay, I'll just take those ideas back then and come to me later when you want to know what we should be doing to fix this. You don't need to be coach daddy. (laughs) Oh yeah, I don't. Right. Right. This is a date. This is like a session. Okay, great. Right. And it's hard because you just want to help people. Yeah. So you just have to take it into consideration and be self-aware. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a couple things, but we're almost done. So what are you most looking forward to in 2020? Celebration vibes. Celebration <laughs> Yeah, like, and I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know what it's going to be. Like, I have an idea in my head of what I want to accomplish. Like, I have, like, a marketing plan, all that stuff. But I just, to find the time every single day to celebrate and just to be in the energy of celebration is my biggest intention. Because it's so easy to, when things aren't going your way, to not celebrate. Because you're like, well, I have to hit this goal before I can celebrate. Right? And I just remember when I was, like, put on my board. Like, we're at almost 300 books sold right now. But when I put on my board first and I put 75 books, I was terrified. I was like, this is so scary. I don't think I'm going to post that my goal is 75. Like, who's going to buy this book? Right? Like, that's what was going through my head. But I was like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to celebrate every second. And so I did that practice of, of the little, like, like dry erase board and stuff like that as a practice for me to remind myself to celebrate even if one book was sold. To remind myself. So every day, even if nothing was sold, I would just, like, celebrate. And I would reshare. Like, yeah, we're still at the same number. Isn't that so cool? Like, everything was just a celebration. And that... Honestly, I think build the momentum. And so moving into 2020, like celebration vibes, I'm just so excited to see what happens because I don't know. I don't have it all planned out and that's really exciting. I love it. Yeah. Um, and a question we always ask is any books or podcasts you want to recommend to Ooh. listeners going into 2020 because people, I'm sure there's lots of people that are like, I'm going to start listening to podcasts starting January 1st. So yeah, here you are. Danielle's here to help you. I am. Um, this one, subscribe and Yes. Leave a review and follow. Yes. Rachel. Um, <laughs> these are for the people who are coming on my end. But yeah, one of my favorite humans to, I, I'm not someone who knows of everyone in the industry all the time. I really love just like my soul guide me. But like if there's someone who I'm really vibing at the time, I'll mention them. Um, Melanie Ann Lair has been on a ton of podcasts and she's, I, all I do is like search Melanie Ann Lair, like Melanie, A-N-N-L-A-Y-E-R. Um, and I'll search that in and see what podcast she's been on. And she's just incredible. Like hearing her talk is just like a mindgasm. Like, I'm just like, how, how, how do you exist? And she's French Canadian. So super fun. Um, so she's huge. I love her. Danielle for desire map. If you're someone who's really struggling with hitting goals and you want like a little taste of how to do it from an intention setting space, that's like a really good book. Um, yeah. And then other podcasts. Mine. <laughs> the Unleash Your Voice podcast with Jen and Jason. But yeah, Melanie Ann Lair is someone who I'm really vibing on right now. And any podcast that she's on, I'll listen to. And the Office Ladies podcast, but like, just for people who like love the Office. So. No, I don't think you touch it.
want to know more information on how to work with me you can go to danielledruso.com you can also find me on danny Druso on instagram unleash your voice on facebook but if you just google danny Druso, you'll find like all your things. oh yeah it's d as in david r-i-u-s-s-o and it's danielle with one l so um yeah because my dad's both the wrong numbers but yeah but <laughs> danielle Druso, danny Druso on the instagram um you can probably find me through rachel Awesome. Well, thanks so much. That was very inspiring, and I'm going to go celebrate your new decade.